Venture X card from Capital One gives you premium travel benefits. Perfect for seeing Taylor Swift The Eras Tour. Presented by Capital One. Oh, I do love her. Earn five times miles on flights and ten times miles on hotels through Capital One Travel. Enjoy your stay in Suite 13. Whoa, 13? That's Taylor's lucky number. The Venture X card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. Download Upside and start getting cash back wherever you roll. It's like having your own hype man. Get an average of 17% cash back at restaurants. Oh, it's dinner time. Average of 13% on groceries. Get those groceries. 10 cents per gallon average cash back on gas. It's go time. Plus, cash back at participating convenience stores too. Stacks on stacks. Users can earn hundreds of dollars a year, three times more than other apps. Upside, show me that money. All right, we get it. Get it. It's easy. Just sign up for the free Upside app and start getting cash back for doing you. Download the free Upside app and use promo code DOYOU10 for an extra $10 cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. That's promo code DOYOU10 for an extra $10 on the free Upside app. Get cash back for doing you with the free app from Upside. This week on RVER, sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Oh, that new doctor is dropped at gorgeous. Please, he's just another RV League educated surgeon with good hair. No, he's different. Nurses, we got a classy motorhome with a detached driver's side mirror. Meet me in the OR. Stat. Right away, doctor. No, 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 she's on break. I'll handle this one. Oh, you conniving little... When your RV really needs saving, Progressive has you covered. See if you could save with a leader in RV insurance. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates covered subject to policy terms. This week at Macy's, find Valentine's Day gifts for all your loves, like fragrance gift sets they'll adore. Plus, take an extra 15% off with your coupon or Macy's card. On top of beautiful jewelry finds, now 35 to 70% off. And 25% off decadent chocolate from Godiva. Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift card services and fees. More at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Behind home plate, we bringing it to a more day. Gentlemen, boys and girls, Baltimore sports fans of all ages, welcome to Section 336, Next Generation of Baltimore Sports Talk. I am your endearing student host, Matt Sroka. And as always, I'm joined by a guy who waved the white flag when we traded Trey Mancini, the button lover, Josh Sroka. I did not do that at all. Oh, that was Mike Elias. Never mind. That was, uh, that was, I, there were, who was the reporter? There were a couple of national reporters saying, oh, the Orioles chose to not be buyers. That means they're, that means they're sellers, and they gave up at the trade deadline. Um, well, yeah. it, made me, it, it made me laugh because uh, I think Bob Nightingale tweeted. Yeah, that's the guy. After we went 5-0 and at the trade deadline, something about, like, imagine what the Orioles could do if they were buyers. We would probably not do better than 5-0. and 
Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. Exact same boat. But, hey, here we are, 58 and 52, tied for the wild card. Josh, tied for the wild card. Who would have ever imagined? Who would have um, ever imagined? Us. Oh, I think I did. I got to go back and look at it. We were 16 and 9 in June, I think was the record. I mean, in July. I think I might have nailed that on my bowl prediction. I got to go back and check that. I think no, no, I, no. I might have nailed that exact number. We got a strong June. I don't know about that. I don't remember the strong July. Uh, uh, I tell you what June. we did not predict was the Orioles taking two, the first two and winning the series against the, the Blue Jays this week. Yeah, that's in, in, in what felt like, right, the first games in a while that really mattered, like the Reds and the yeah. Pirates, like those were important games. But this felt like, okay, hey, hey, we're legit. Here we go. And and we came out gangbusters against oh, them. No, taking the series against the Blue Jays, that's the, that's the coming out party for like national media to start paying attention and saying that something's going on uh, with the Orioles. We might not be able to say what it is, and we're still going to poo-poo the Orioles because it's uh, Peter Angelos' team. But something's going on. Let's pay attention. Because the Orioles are quickly becoming the feel-good story of the year. Of the yeah. Summer. Yeah, I got a couple analogies I'm going to drop in this episode because I've just been All thinking right. about the Orioles so so much. Here's my first analogy. I feel this is very similar to, uh, very, very similar to about seven months ago when my daughter Flora was born. And Flora came a week early totally shocked me i was expecting it to come in a week i know these things could happen like i know theoretically it could come a week early but in my mind i didn't have lesson plans ready i didn't have anything prepared i was given a big presentation that next day like i was not prepared at all and when she said she was like you know going to labor i was shocked i couldn't believe it i was excited and happy about it but mentally i was just emotionally i was not ready to deal with it yet because I thought I had a week to mentally prepare myself. Right. I don't really need a week. I need a couple of days. I feel the same with the Orioles season, Josh. I feel a little bit ambushed by the Orioles mentally, emotionally, financially. I wasn't, I am not prepared to invest in this playoff run in this no. wild card. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm still mentally trying to wrap my head around things. We have been 2023 World Series champs since 2019. We've been selling that shirt on our website, and it's been a slow burn. Yep. But you know when it's upkicked? The past month. The past month, people are coming on the bandwagon. They're seeing what we've been about. We've been pushing. We called this date a while ago. The problem is 2022 is looking really good, and we didn't see it coming. Yeah. They are here a year early. And with none of the prospects that we thought that we that get them here, which is also kind of what makes this team fun is you, you can't look and say, well, it's because they have this ace that gets them through it. Oh, no. It's because they've got this big bat. I guess you can point to Adley, and Adley's probably going to end up as the MVO for this season. But uh, it's I want that's one of the things I made some list is, is we got to talk about kind of what makes this team special and why they're here in 2022 doing this because it's earlier than us predicting 2023, people made fun of us saying it's way too early. Right. We're 2024, 2025, early. pandemic yeah. year, going to put your year behind. Right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. But, Someone but, did, yeah. But even the beginning of the season, because we drink the orange Kool-Aid, and we drink a lot. And so we, and we, and sometimes we get on here and we just, you know, just oh. spit stupid stuff. Yeah. And we paint it in our minds, even in the off season, 
we we imagine, okay, if everything goes right, we imagine a scenario where we could be a competitive 500 baseball team. But what, like you said, the shocking thing is not everything has gone right. Our two top pitchers has been out for the year. I actually think we have been remarkably healthy position player wise, right? I think it's amazing yeah. that Santander, Hayes, Mullins, all these guys have played the entire season. I think it's pretty incredible. Um, but, but to lose uh, every kind of scenario you had was kind of being led by Grayson Rodriguez, D.L. Hall coming up, pitching alongside John Means. To, to me, the most shocking thing is, and I can't get past it, our rotation still, I mean, even now with Wells out, we're throwing out Voth, a guy who was DFA'd not like two or three years ago and we, and we fixed him, was DFA'd a couple months ago by the Nationals because he had ERA of 12. And now it's pitching well for us. Watkins, right? A, a, a guy who was, how old is Watkins? He's probably 30, a, a, a journeyman minor leaguer, right? right. Terrible area last year. Figured it out. I, I mean, th- these are all, ask any non-Oriole fan to name one pitcher in our starting rotation, ask, and I doubt they'll be able to do it. To me, that's ask, the most remarkable thing. No, the bullpen's any, remarkable, yeah. but it, it, to me, it's the rotation. Ask any of these guys, who are any of these new Oriole fans, now that the Nats are crap, we've got the guys in Washington coming back saying, oh, I was lifelong Orioles fan. Um, Josh, I heard the thing that on the Tony Kornheiser show yesterday, it made me so happy. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> you appreciate this because they're talking about selling because the, the Nats team is for sale. Yeah, they're they're selling, selling the Nats. Yeah. And so Tony was, you know, espousing on the possibility of, of a move. Of the Nats moving, <laughs> yeah. which makes me so happy. I love um, it because all the speculation on the Orioles moving. No, how about the Nats move yeah. and we get all the, the, those fans back? And I hope part um, of the argument is you, you can't have sustained winning football, uh, baseball in uh, Washington. There's winning baseball in Baltimore at a thirty uh, $30 million dollar payroll, and we can't do it here. Get rid of them, move them. Yeah, yeah. A couple years after they win the World Series, like which that. is hilarious. Um, right. Yeah, but that's where fans, you start losing and fans immediately go to, let's sell the team um, or speculation to sell the team. But but that made me happy. But yeah, Josh, it is it is a fun, wild ride. You you can't turn the games off as last night has, well, has proven. I off last night's game. Yeah, I did too. I, I, I went to bed the rain delay. Yeah, yeah, and then I was like, oh, well, they're just going to call this for tomorrow. They're just yeah. going to pump it to today. But uh, yeah, so I missed. But I'm also not surprised that they came back after the rain delay. Oh, it's what they they've do. been doing this all season. This team has to score more than in the seventh inning than any other team. Seventh inning later. I mean, who's the hottest team in the past month of baseball? It's the Dodgers. Oh, I uh, thought you were going to go with the Orioles on that one. Yeah. Okay. That's, who's the hottest team? The Dodgers. But the second hottest team, <laughs> the second best record over the past 31 days is the Baltimore Orioles at 23 and 8. Josh, 23 and 8. 23 and 8 is mind boggling. I, I saw that number and I, I don't fully believe you. Uh, 23 and 8 is kind of incredible. Remember how we would just say just win series? Yeah. Well, that's what? That's what they're doing. Yeah. They're winning series. Yeah, it's, it's true. Uh, yeah, it's pretty incredible. Um, we saw last night. I mean, I, and also just to, to, to wrap up how incredible this is, according to baseball reference, and I don't yeah. understand how any of this stuff works, 50% chance of making the playoffs now. 50% chance. <laughs> okay. How is that for your probability of my, Mike Elias? We're 50%. Right, I see that. I saw that, but explain to me why Baseball Reference, or no, Fangraphs has us at six point seven percent. Yeah, I, I, know, I don't understand. Zero point one percent crowd, but still six percent. 
I understand that as much as I understand defensive war and why I think a good defensive player is bad in defensive war and, and vice versa. I don't understand some of those things, but, but either way, either way, fa- fa- fan graphs, we were at zero for a long time. So fan right. graphs really doesn't want to like the Orioles, but no, they we're kind of giving them no choice at this point. But we know nobody wants to like the Orioles. Yeah. Everybody's starting to admit it. You're hearing it on national podcasts. You're hearing it on MLB network. People have to start admitting um, the Orioles somehow did not buy in the, in at the trade deadline when all these other teams bought and the Orioles have moved up where other teams have gone back. Yeah. Yankees and Padres were buyers. They've both crapped the bed in the past week. Yeah. To bring a Zany but Rody phrase into it. Meanwhile, the Orioles are doing perfectly fine. Yep. And I saw a weird thing too, where someone tweeted out like, you know, what's it been a week from the deadline or whatever winners and losers from the deadline. And right. the Orioles were listed as a loser from the deadline now looking back a week out when i was like how can you be a loser if after the deadline all you do is win baseball games and that sounds like it's working out pretty well for you um that you're able to supplement your minor league team and continue to win games that sounds like you did well but but maybe i'm missing the point i think i told you i was being caught out on the chad duke show for tweeting that i don't want the orioles to do anything at the trade deadline to stay pat and we've got the farm hands ready if we need them yeah. And guess yeah. what? That's what we did. We've got the farm hands. We got a bunch of guys ready to come up, but I don't know if you bring them up because of the chemistry of this team. This team is fun to watch right now. Even Odor batting under 200, can, have you seen a clutch performance like yesterday? We've seen it a couple times with them. Yep. Yep. Um, and yeah, Odor has just been a fascinating guy. Um, <laughs> because- I feel like. Every time we all trash him and say he shouldn't be on the team, he does this. Yeah. Every time he has big screw-ups, errors, base running issues, he gets the game tie-in or game-winning home run. Yeah. I, I don't know. Do all the screw-ups, do, is, are they all forgiven because you've hit a couple game-winning home runs? I guess so. I, I don't know. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. I still – and, and my argument has always been not, not DFA – I was never been pro DFA Odor, but my argument has always been he should be a bench player. He's the guy you want yeah. coming off the bench in those clutch spots. And that's, I agree with that. I do not want a DFA Odor. I think Odor has something special with the chemistry. And you see that from like the Gatorade dump and stuff yesterday. This, the players love Odor. So there's not, I would not DFA Odor, but yeah, a bench spot and key moments. I bet he would be a great pinch hitter. Because yeah. he's, he's shown in clutch moments that he can step up. And I'm already looking forward to next year when the Orioles re-sign Odor and fans will, lose, no, their Odor, <laughs> lose their minds. I'm more excited about that. Odor does not belong on this team next year. Okay. But I, this year I want him for the whole season. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I think the other interesting thing about Odor is like, I'm, I'm done. I can't even, Josh. I used to like watch, you know, the 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 triple A you know, the whatever, the MILB at bat app for all the updates on the players. And I used to be excited to see on the verge post a video of someone hit home run. Now it doesn't, I'm at the point where it doesn't excite me anymore. It makes me, it it annoys me. It annoys me that, that Kyle Stowers, you know, is hitting 20 home runs that Westberg is batting 300. um, And I'm still watching um, Odor at second base every day. Patton fifth. I get it. It just annoys me now. So I'm done. I'm done watching that. And just tell me when they call them up. Right. Right. The problem is 
figuring out how you call them up yeah. and who you send down, how you make room on this team until rosters expand, which then only lets you bring up like two more of them. Yeah. I mean, I, I think your chemistry argument might hold some water, but then you think, well, it probably doesn't help chemistry to, to, to um, trade Trey Mancini or right. help chemistry to trade Jorge Lopez. Yes. But the and question I, is, how much do you mess with things before it does affect things? Yeah. Um, I, I, I yeah. I mean, certainly I don't think you should DFA Odor, but I don't think I don't your chemistry would be hurting by bringing up an exciting young player. I don't, I don't right. think that hurts chemistry. Right. And, but I also think, and I think with Odor, yeah, you don't, I want him on this team. I don't want to DFA him. But there's also a, hey, you've been in these clutch situations and you've won games for us. But we were in those situations because of you. The game didn't need to be close. Yeah, exactly. We would have won without that clutch moment. Right. It, it does, though. It reminds me a little bit of, and, and I mean, this is going to be interesting, right? Because Hyde's getting a lot of criticism, but also Hyde's going to, if this continues, he's going to win the manager of the year. So yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you can't be too critical. Um, but it reminds you a little bit of Buck Showalter, right? Liking his guys and sticking with his guys, not letting, you know, a rough, week month or an entire season or entire couple seasons change how he views the player and it does i i I think there's something encouraging josh about a team that's so analytically driven that's so kind of beholden to the numbers recognizing and saying hey chemistry matters odor is a glue guy chemistry guy and that matters and maybe we can't quantify it and maybe odor has bad defensive war numbers and maybe he's bad on 200 but there's something about this guy, something True. kind of intangible that kind of lifts our team and helps us play better baseball. And, and I appreciate that. Yeah, we've talked before about how Michael I, Sigma Dell, these are Excel guys, computer guys. They're looking at the spreadsheets and the charts. The fact that Adore is still on this team means they're not they're not fully working on spreadsheets and charts. Yeah. yeah. There I, is I still a baseball eye and a, and a magic eye. Yeah, yeah, and 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 a, and a person to person. I think we saw that more. And I don't know if we want to get into the Michael Elias quotes, but Michael Elias actually kind of the, the Orioles were away when all the trades happened, and he flew and out. To Texas. He flew out there, had conversations, one on conversations with players, um, talked to also to minor league guys, talked to D.D.L. Hall about yep. about uh, how he was doing, um, and that kind of Orioles had his back. So pretty cool, Josh. I don't think that's a Dan Duquette move, right? I think no. just flying out and having conversations with players. About the same team, Josh. There might also have been a little bit of we talked about the quote last yeah, week. Yeah, any negotiation about well about how the probability of of yeah. making the playoffs there was not the, the probability was not there, and yes. so maybe this also was a little bit of cleanup saying, "Hey guys, I still believe in you. I know I said that quote, but I still want us to uh, win. I still believe we can win." Oh, so maybe think, a little PR clean cleanup as well. You don't you don't think they have a cardboard cutout of Michael Elias in the locker room? I think this was an effort to to make that. Off him each yeah. Win? No, I think he went there to make sure they weren't making that no, cardboard I cutout. I think he went there to talk to Trey Mancini and say, "Look, you understand we got to trade you." But well, well, at this point, Trey's already gone, right? And Lopez already gone. This after the trades where he flew down. There. Oh yeah, 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 right. It was right after. Yeah, but he did say, and again, this is encouraging. He said he talked to. Um, here's his quote. I have all the quotes here. I got all the quotes from, from right. Michael Elias. Here, here's one, the, one quote we all care about. I know, and I got some quotes that will make me a little more concerned about that quote too. Okay. Um, but here's the quote about having flying the, there. He said, so I came here. I hadn't been with the team for a while. It's not ideal when your teams are on the road during trade deadline. 
but that's the luck of the draw. And you can't bring the whole front office to a hotel room. There's just too many people involved at the trade deadline. So we stayed set up in Baltimore. I was able to talk to Trey and Jorge on video the last couple of days, but I want to talk to some of these guys in person and watch the team play. So I appreciate that both also keeping like Trey that. and Jorge in the loop. I always hate stories where like these guys who've been with the organization find out on Twitter that they're traded, yeah. right? Like th- those are always ugly stories. Yeah. So Adam, I appreciate them keeping those players in the loop. Yeah. Yep. Any type yeah. of prof. We, you want good relations between the business side and the, and the ball side. Right. And that shows that Michael Elias kind of used them as, you know, human beings, right? Not as numbers on a spreadsheet. And I know even for me, right, my I've always appreciated bosses and supervisors who like treat me as a person and like are transparent and say, like, here's what's going on. Here's the, as opposed to we've all had those bosses and supervisors who like say nothing to you, right? Who, who want nothing to do with you, who just kind yeah. of ignore you and just want you to do your job. And, and I appreciate the, the latter. It seems like Michael Elias is very much, he's got a lot going on, but taking the time to also say, hey, listen, have these conversations and say, um, we're, we're watching, we know what's going on, we support you, all that stuff I think is important. And I'm glad Michael Elias did it. I think it says a lot about him and this organization. Right. I agree. I like it. All right. You want to get to the quote? Sure. Um, okay. Oh, can I say one other comment about trading Jorge and Trey? This is my okay. other analogy I was thinking of. I was in about, I think I was in like middle school, maybe seventh grade, Josh. Okay. My friends and I, we love to play the classic board games. Risk was a popular game amongst, you know, Jimmy, Paul, and I would like to play Risk, a game of world domination played by a couple of idiots. Anyway, I remember one time we played with Emily's dad, my wife's dad. We played Risk with him. And it was the first time I saw someone do this where he put all his soldiers in kind of one area and then worked what I would always, and we would always kind of spread our guys out. You know, the, the more you can spread out, the greater chance to control more countries. Right. But that's a terrible strategy because then you're too thin and you can't take over anything. You just slowly get picked off. It's a strategy to condense all your men in one country. And then when you're ready, when you get enough soldiers in that one country you boom you spread out see my okay. plan of risk i was lucky if i got australia and then i saw his, oh. his chris this old guy play and he took not not, not that old chris he, I, I saw him take out a uh, whole continents in one turn because he had all his soldiers in one in one country do you know risk josh do you know what i'm talking about yeah, here? yeah. you're saying that michael Elias has gathered all these parts in the minors and prepped everyone so that next year we're taking on the american league Yes, and this was a, a crucial turn, Josh, in in the risk, my risk analogy, because he could have went, he could have went and kind of put it, gone all in and tried to take over, and maybe he would have gotten South America, yeah. and maybe he would have gotten part of Africa. But he said, you know what? I'm going to trade in my cards. I'm going to get some more soldiers, and next turn, next turn is when I'm going to unleash. And so, yeah, 2023 is when he's going to unleash his his army. Yeah, on and, the American and East. picking up some new, some new cards this offseason. Yeah, well, maybe, maybe, Josh. So here's the quote about about what you're all excited about and what headlines everywhere. Oh, no, we're all excited about the liftoff quote. Right, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, people, all right. right, He said, said, I think we're right there. I think it's liftoff from here for this team. Yes. It's liftoff, Josh. And what does liftoff mean to you? It means start your countdown. It means, come on, I'm down here like an hour and a half from uh, Cape Canaveral. 
where all those rockets are. I know what it means is you can't, you do your little 30 second countdown, the rocket shoots up, and then everybody on the East Coast can see that rocket up in the sky. Yeah. So it means this, it means these Orioles are about to blast off and everyone's going to be paying attention. Do you know what I did after I saw that quote, Josh? What? I Googled top 2023 MLB free agents on the Google machine. Yeah. You should because not because of that quote, but the quote a little bit later where he said, we're going to go out and sign some people this offseason. Here's the quote. We're going to be signing players this winter. I'm very excited about it. Now, that's exciting. The other, if I could play devil's advocate here, Josh, just for a minute. He signed guys in past off seasons. But but he hasn't said that in the same context as liftoff. All right. But can I tell you what he said right after liftoff? What? No one's talking about this quote. He said, (laughs) we've got a program running where we bring players in. We see something we like. We give them information. We coach them up. And that's the way successful teams run themselves, especially, Josh, listen to this, especially with our market size. That's what he said after the liftoff quote. He started talking about market size. Yeah, I get it. After liftoff quote. It. Doesn't that market size concern you? What he means by market size is he that we don't have a lot of money. That's what he means by market size. Sure. But we went from 30 million. We're going to end up giving someone 30 million, 10 years, 30 million or something. All right. We're going to get, we're going to give a guy uh, some money and we're going to bring in a starting pitcher. Um, so we'll who are the, better. did you look up who the top free agents are? Yeah. Yeah. I looked it up. Uh-huh. Which one did you flag for the Orioles? Well, you know, I've always been, I mean, a, we've been a Correa guy. guy. Right. I've been a Correa guy. Yeah. I, Trey Turner feels like a good fallback option. If, okay. if Correa doesn't, I like okay. Turner's uh, positional flexibility, which I think would be great for this team. Um, I know, I know you, you, and I don't want to spend this whole episode because we got, we got the whole off season. To talk oh, about. And we got this team to talk about. I got some more quotes about Rodriguez and other things. Um, but, but, but yeah, I mean, I think what this team needs is another starting pitcher. Um, and I think what this team needs is I would have, and I heard some people say, and I get the argument, right. That we don't need to make any additions on offense. We got Gunnar Henderson coming. We already got a good offense. Yeah, Hunter can play second. Mateo short, Arias third. We got Westberg after that, and 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 I, and I get that argument, but but I think that would make us a top what twelve offense. I want elite, great offensive players. Don't tell me that you can't find a spot to put Carlos Correa or Trey Turner on the same field. Don't, mm-hmm. don't tell me that because right. we're going up against the Yankees and the Blue Jays and the Red Sox will spend a bunch of money this offseason. And I get but we want we great know. players and and. If we need to ship off Urias, your eyes and get rid of them, whatever to make room, Correa or Turner would be an upgrade. There's, there's yeah. no doubt. Yep, and that's the thing. I know we all love Urias and we love Mateo, and they're part of what makes this team special this year. Yeah, uh, but but, but that's part of the future. Yes, but I would still rather have Correa than Mateo. I would prefer Mateo as a super utility infielder. Yep, and Correa as an everyday infielder. Yep. Yeah. So, I think there's always room for great players. You, you, I mean, you, you, you don't hear other teams, you know, the Padres, the Dodgers saying, oh, we have too many great players. No, no, no. Get out of here. You still want the best players in baseball on your team. Um, the other, just a couple of the quotes from that conversation. He did talk about, um, since we're talking about Elias' quotes, he talked to the media, he talked about Grayson Rodriguez. 
Um, it was reported today, actually, this quote is from a couple of days ago, but it's reported today that Grayson Rodriguez for the first time threw from a mound in the in Elias's interview, he said about right. um about Grayson Rodriguez. He says he feels really good. I still don't have a timetable, but I would probably increase our desire to get him onto a game mound before the year is over. Um, then at the time I made the right. announcement of, of his injury. I think we're hopeful for that. So the Orioles are hopeful that he will be right. on the mound pitching again before the season's over. Josh, yeah. do you see but Grace Rodriguez pitching for the Orioles? Yeah, he's not committed again? to the Orioles. Right. I think I think we want him. I think we want him up in the Orioles. I think we will. Yes, I think in Baltimore. You you think that's what Michael Elias means by that quote? No, that's not. No, Michael Elias will never commit to, to anything like that. But I think, yes, he would like him up in Baltimore, yeah. but he purposely didn't say for the Orioles. Well, but Michael Elias is known to say things like, but he could be here any moment. We're looking right. at it. He could be here yeah. any moment. He could, you know, tur- turn around. He could be there on the major team. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Michael Elias loves to make us think. That's that what he said about Stowers. Stowers, we're watching it. He could yeah, be here any moment. Exactly. Maybe he's on a plane right now. Right. Well, we'll see. I mean, it's it's uh, it's interesting to see. Um, who's the guy they signed from Tampa Bay? Brett Phillips. Brett Phillips. It's interesting to see like a guy like Brett Phillips taking a spot when we like we talked about not DFA and Odor, but moving Brett Phillips doesn't change your chemistry. Um. Yeah. Yeah. And like Brett Phillips is what is he? He's a left hitting outfielder. Oh, what's Cal Sowers, a left-hand hitting outfielder? Hmm. Now I know Brett Phillips is an upgrade defensively, um, but not an upgrade offensively. Right. I mean, Cal Sowers would would be a better offensively than, yep, than him. And in fact, I get a little annoyed because I feel like Brett Phillips just takes at bats away from my man Ryan McKenna, which annoys me a little bit. Um, if I'm being honest, here's Josh. The the one other quote I want to read. Um, uh, I, there's two other quotes I want to read from Michael Elias in the interview. Okay. Um, he, here's how he ended the interview. He said, and I think this is relates to the conversation we were just having. He said, I think our, our day-to-day major league needs are going to drive the bus for any call-ups, right? So again, uh, oh, injuries. or our day-to-day major league needs are going yeah. to drive the bus for any call-ups, which sounds different than he said before, well, it's Kyle Stowers ready is he made is he really ready this is not really is the guy ready this is like what do we need right and if we need some more offense seems like cost is the answer if it's really about that i don't believe this quote actually now that i think about it because if this was true gunner henderson would be on this team right now right like the reason gunner henderson is not here is because he's only had what like 100 games at double a and triple a combined or something like he needs more time in the minors henderson up who do you send down who do I send down? Yeah, who do you send down? Right now, you bring Gunnar Hender on. Nevin. Tyler Nevin, Josh. All right, all right. Fine. Did I you forgot, forget I, he's on the I, team? I, he only plays once a week. All right, I forgot <laughs> Tyler Nevin's on this team. Tyler Nevins and Brett Phillips are two placeholders. Josh, Josh, think about this. They, Odor played third base the other day because they and wanted to get another lefty in the, in lineup. the lineup. Hey. We've got one, yeah. And Henderson bats lefty. He could yeah. be that lefty third baseman against right-handed pitching to get another lefty in your lineup. But that, of course, would mean you would have to choose between Vavra and Odor, which probably would mean Vavra sitting on the bench, which is unfortunate. But, can but still. Explain, can you explain Vavra? I know we got him in the Mikel Givens trade. Yeah. But he hasn't been on anyone's radar, and he's 
has having some great at bats. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think it's fair. He has him on anyone's radar. He was hitting over 300 at Norfolk. Um, right. And I mean, he is. I don't know where he lines right, in our right. top prospect rankings. You're right. He's not like a top 10 prospect. Um, but he is, I think he was kind of the, you know, the big name we got back for Michael Gibbons. Yeah. And, and yeah, I, I feel like he's bad at 400. I, yeah. I'm, yeah. I mean, he's been great. And, and he, I feel like, is a good addition to, to this team. You have, I feel like we have a, just a bunch of different type of hitters, right? Like we have Adley Rutschman, who just has the greatest baseball eye, and, you know, there is. Yeah. And then you have, you know, Mount Castle, smooths and everything. Um, and then you have a guy like Vavra, who is somewhere in between. He doesn't have, I don't think he's not a walk machine like Rutschman, but he's kind of this pesky hitter who yeah. makes you throw strikes, will foul a couple off, and then, you know, will we'll, we'll somehow get the ball over a shortstop for for a single. Yeah, I, mean, I feel like he's this pesky at, hitter that our team needs. His last 20 at-bats, he has eight hits and four walks. Yeah, like you got to put him in the lineup. So he's got more walks than strikeouts for a guy that doesn't get walks a lot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you have to put him in the lineup. He's he's a pesky hitter. He's And I think Ben McDonald talked about this a lot. I think it's so true. Um, for a rookie who's just being caught up and make his major de- debut, he's just – he's not – he knows who he is. He's not trying to do too much. Um, he knows he's kind of this kind of pesky, annoying little hitter. He's going to make you throw pitches right. and he's going to try to get on base. And, and I, yeah, just so pleased with the Vavra development. Um, that's been, a, I think, a good story about our recent success is the bringing up of Vavra. And hope it, hopefully it bodes well for other guys, too, that they can – because you worry a little bit, Josh. And what happened when Adley was caught up? He struggled at first, right? Yeah, for about, what, two weeks, three weeks? Yeah, so – do, do you want to bring up Gunner in September, you know, for the playoff oh, push? No, and I think that's part of the discussion. Have him struggle is, a little bit first? Is, you don't really want that. I'm struggle if you don't need him and you've got guys in these positions that are competent. Right. I think that's definitely a, like, yeah. But Vavra didn't struggle, right? But Vavra jumped right in and, and contributed right. from day one. So right. it could go either way. Yeah. And like you said, we've been lucky on that injury side. And it might be something like that where a soft injury, small injury that forces forces the hand, forces D.L. Hall to get the call up. Yeah, forces I think it's remarkable. Play. The health of our position players have been remarkable. Yeah. Um, I mean, we're, we're seeing, we're going against other teams who have been suffered from those injuries. Um, and we just haven't had the injuries, at least with the position players. A couple of pitching injuries have been hurt, but not the position players. Right. So, yeah. Oh, the one last quote I wanted to read real quick. This is a little bit different. This is from, um, this is about the trade from Jorge Lopez, like why you trade Jorge Lopez. And I just thought this was an important quote to read because it shows how Michael Elias kind of values certain players. And we, we both talked about the Jorge Lopez trade saying, you know what, I don't think we got much for him. It seems like we got a lot more for Trey and Jorge had the years of control. Yeah. Um, here's here's Michael Elias explaining why he traded Jorge Lopez. Um, and then this might lead into a good discussion about our new closer. Um, but he said, I think the bluntest way I can put this is that relief pitchers are more leveraged at the trade deadline in terms of their value sometimes by the teams. He said, you've got a team like Minnesota that are battling back and forth for the division lead. They need bullpen help. We've got a tremendous bullpen and a deep bullpen and guys that can step in. And if we're able to get a four, able to get four pitching prospects, particularly Cade Povich is somebody that we're very, very high on internally. 
I think we got a possible front end of, of a rotation starter and a guy that's going to be in the mid minors here before the end of this end of the year. Judge that 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 took out stuck out to me because it's so rare to find a front end. I mean, we're talking about a one or a two starter. That's DL Hall, Grace Rodriguez territory. That I don't know if there's anyone else. Maybe the new Seth Johnson we just got from from Tampa Bay, but I don't know if anyone else fits that bill as a front of the rotation starter. And he's not projected like that. He's a number 29 prospect, I think number 26 on our MLB pipeline. Um, and for the Orioles, he's our 26th best prospect. But Michael Elias clearly thinks he's one of our top pitching prospects, and that's where he's putting him. So I think that explains a little bit the Jorge Lopez trade, that he just loves this kid, Kate Povich, who, by the way, in his first start, I don't even saw this at Aberdeen, seven innings, one hit ball, eight strikeouts. So a pretty good start for him with, with, the, with the Orioles. No, it's 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 exciting that we have what's going on here, and we still have guys in the farm system. Normally, it's unbelievable how many guys we have in the farm system to be excited for, while this team's playing great baseball. It's pretty yeah, I amazing. Don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's happened before. Josh, the fact that was well, Baseball America had Adley Rutschman as number one prospect. They just announced with all the draft picks the new, you know, the updated list of top prospects. Gunnar Henderson is number one now. I mean, have you ever had the, uh, a team who had two guys as number prospects from the same draft, right? It was, <laughs> they came from the same draft, Adley and, 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 and Gunnar, both now number one picks, both kind of on the same team. It's kind of wild. Um, so it's almost like we don't miss a beat with Adley's promotion as far as our farm system rankings because Gunnar just takes his space, and now we have to take – Gunner's space, you could argue, you know, Jackson Holiday comes in and takes his spot. And so it's almost like we don't even miss a beat, even when we call up our top prospect. So yeah. That's great. Um, Michael Elias had nothing but good things to say about kind of the state of the Orioles. And it does feel like we could not be in a healthier place. Like who like this is just a really good time to be an Orioles fan because the current team is good and the future is nothing but bright with all these top prospects. Yeah, it is. It's exciting. And I guess, so with those prospects, I don't know. Do you think we see any? I'm done with the whole, I was looking and saw, the, I was trying to read the CBA to see if that would change anything with how prospects are pulled up. And I brought, noticed the whole 45-day limit that now you're no longer called a rookie after 45 days. Right. I wonder, I was looking, that would be something where like two weeks from now, basically, if you're ending the October 5th, where in previous CBAs, um, August, or no, in previous CBAs, September didn't count. September first, yeah. Where yeah. now follow. September does count in there. So I wonder if that affects Michael Elias and being like, "Hey, we want these guys as rookies next year. We don't really need them in the majors right now. We're doing fine." But if two weeks from now we're like, you know what, we're still in this wild card slot. We now have the lead wild card slot, and Gunnar Henderson would really help this team out if he gets the call then. Yeah, the other thing, because you're right, on the one hand, you're like, if you're Mike Elias, we just keep on winning baseball games, right? It's not like, oh, no, we're three in a row. We need a jolt. So so let's make it, no, like, we just keep on winning baseball games. So if it's not broke, right, why go and try to fix it? Um, The other thing, the other factor that I don't know how much is, I don't know how big of a deal this is, but these prospects aren't on the 40-man, right? So you'd have to make room. Deal Hall is... Don't we have two slots right now? 
I think we have one slot. I think we have, there's 30, 39 guys now um, okay. on the 40 man. And so you have to make a decision about, and then the thing is not just, especially with a guy like Gunnar Henderson, if you put him on the 40 man now, like you can't take him off the 40 man. Like he's stuck on the 40 man. And so you start thinking about this off season and the rule five draft. Oh, I want to, I need to get these players on the rule five draft because there's a bunch of players coming up. I don't have the list in front of me, but there's a bunch of players coming up that are going to be protected in the rule five draft by being added to, to the 40 man. And Gunnar Henderson is not one of those guys. He's not on the rule five. He's not, he's too young, but now he's going to be taking up a, a, a 40 man roster spot from a guy who you need to bring up. So that's, that's actually why I've come around to think, I don't think Gunnar Gunner, is going to get caught up just because I don't think the whole off season, they want him taking up a 40 man roster spot. Right. Unless they really need him. And I don't see them yeah, feeling I, an urgency to call him up at this point. No, I feel like, I feel like for those guys, it's, it's injury. Injury is what would get those guys moved. Yeah. I, I, I tend well, to agree because it is, it's kind of, you can easily lean on that. Everything's working fine as is. Let's not mess with it. Yeah. And the outfield, I mean, if you're rolling, if you're rolling with the outfield of a, a Mullins, Hayes, Santander, you're 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 not replacing any of those guys. The only option I feel like you have is to put Santander at DH and then put someone else in the outfield. But then that well, where does Vavra play? So just it does. It becomes kind of crowded and and gets a little complicated without injury on where you fit these guys, especially when you kind of are rolling. Yeah, you're rolling pretty well here. So why push any unnecessary buttons? Why try to do too much? Right. This is almost one of those cases where I don't know exactly why it's working. But let me not mess with it. Let's just let it ride out and see, um, and see if we can keep this thing going. Uh, where so far they keep it going, right? Um, exactly. I mean, it's it's and it's one of those things where it's like I, yeah, I don't know. It's is it chemistry? But it's also like I don't know how you are in Georgia, but down here in Florida, I've got people talking to me about the Orioles, partially because I have an Orioles tattoo, so everyone, yeah clearly knows I'm an Orioles fan, but I'm also always wearing an Orioles hat or something. Yeah. So people are asking me and they're asking what makes this team special. And it's tough to say, you can easily point to Adley Rushman because when Adley Rushman joined this team, the winning shifted, yeah. but there's also something special about this bullpen and the defensive plays of the range of Cedric Mullins and the range of Jorge Mateo is unbelievable in how that makes the defense so much better. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting, right? Because Rutschman, you're right, like without a doubt, and we talked about this before, you're replacing a bad catcher with a great catcher, and that's going to make your team a lot better. And that's not, right? But what we've also seen, like one great player doesn't make a huge difference in a whole baseball team, right? Like it's it's a team game. You look at the Angels, you know, it takes more than one great player. Um, but Adley's been great, and he's certainly a reason. Um, but for me, Josh, the two most exciting players – like for for forget production, for forget um you know war, just to me like who are two guys that make me smile, that pump me up, that get me excited about the Orioles more than anybody else? Those two guys are Jorge Mateo for what he does um, defensively and also just the way he runs the bases. Um, watching him get a triple and his hat fly off, helmet fly off is. Yeah gets me pumped up every time and the second guy um who's now got his own whistle why well, he's borrowing a whistle is felix batista felix yeah. batista is much watched te- te- television and i know i'm going to watch him 
and I'm going to get on Twitter later. He's going to be on that ninja thing on Twitter video too. That has all the, the pitching ninja, the pitching ninja that has all the uh, the most the sickest pitchers. And so Felix Bautista, his development as this massive human being, who is still listed on MLB the Show as, as being like 180 pounds, but this massive human being who's the baseball looks like a golf ball in his hand, throwing 102 miles per hour with the six splitter. Um, his development, and now all of a sudden, Josh, you add what happened yesterday with the Omar's coming. You add the whistle. Yeah. And then you add the lights. I, it's I'm Do mad I'm think, not there. I'm 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 know, suffering from some some FOMA here, but yeah. uh no, that was it's pretty exciting. No, that was exciting. It reminds me of Zach Britton and, and um, yeah, sure. Yeah. We, he, he hit the lights too. That's the last guy. got the lights. It's closer, once yeah. He got his intro music. It's like, Oh, he's set. And it adds a little mystique to just the whole Orioles magic and the magic of that ballpark to do the stroll. And, and, and I'm Felix Batista. We all watched the video. He didn't run down center field. He took his time. Oh, he waited to open the door until, until the whistling was done. Yeah, he, 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 he timed it. He knew what was going on. I think he needs to watch a little bit more of Omar. And I think if he can time his little walk right down center field to around the same pace in as Omar down the street, <laughs> we got something. Yeah. But, and, and, it I does. Think, and I would love the Orioles to, to get him a custom, like, big trench coat. Like you know how they they've got the pitch and warm up coats where they yeah just have him wear a trench coat. I want him wearing a trench coat down as he walks in and then he hands it off. I think go all in with it. It was fun that the Ravens did the Omar whistle, yeah, um, last year. Yeah, but it is for Lamar, perfect yeah. for Felix Batista, this big guy coming out of center field. Yeah, because he's also just naturally an intimidating dude. And that's the whole point of the song, right? You're supposed to get nervous that Omar's coming. It's intimidating. It uh, everybody run. And, and here's this huge picture throwing 102 miles per hour. It, it adds to the intimidate. Like I'm, like I'm intimidated by, by, by Batista and the music doesn't, you know, no, doesn't help me be any less intimidated. It is the best. It was last week. Was it the Mets who had like a cool intro? Yeah, Edwin Diaz. Yeah. For the yeah. Mets. Yeah. Everyone was all hyped about it. And suddenly the Orioles just blew that away. Yeah. And I, the only thing the Orioles screwed up is they did not have a good professionally put together video of the entrance. Like it was all the videos you're watching are like cell phone videos. Yeah. And that was the second game. The whistle came the first game and no one knew. So no one had their cell phones out. Oh, okay. <laughs> it happened I two days know, ago. I didn't realize that part. Yeah. Not, not all the lights. The lights were new yesterday, okay. but well, two days ago they did the whistle. I mean, with the comeback and everything, the whistle was just perfect yesterday. And yeah. The, it, it's perfect. Yesterday is right up there with uh, the 13 in the game. Both, that's the one that Odor walked off. Yeah. Um, as far as, for me, kind of the top games of the season. Um, yeah. And beating Garrett Cole, there's just been so many. I mean, the, this is the type of season where you got to make a why not video up. There's just been so many incredible comeback games that you thought, oh, no, the Orioles are not winning this one. And somehow they they find a way. It's starting to feel like it is starting to feel like 2012. You know, I'm not ready to give it the whole um, mystique of the why not year. But but 2012 is as close. We got those buckle up birds. there's, there's just, yeah, something special going on. Yeah, but wasn't just there, and, and it's hard to go back and think about your mindset 2012. It was so exciting to just be winning again, 
but it was always also you felt like there wasn't a huge window, right? Like your, your confidence for re-signing Manny wasn't very high, was never very, very, very high. And you felt like you're kind of putting this together with Bud Norris and Tommy Hunter. You're putting this together with chewing gum and, and, and it's not, it's not built to sustain. It's not built to last. You, you, you always had a kind of a bottom half farm system, but somehow you figured out a way, you know, to get, to get, to get these guys playing well. Yeah. You did have big guys like Chris Davis and stuff who, again, even with Chris Davis kind of flashing in the pan though. Um, and then struggled where this team feels like it doesn't feel like it feels out of nowhere, like 2012, but the difference is it feels like the beginning of something special that's going to last a long, long time. And I don't know if we felt like that for 2012 for 2012. It was like, hurry, we got to win. <laughs> hurry, right. We got to win. Yeah. Cause this thing is not going to last. And, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm misremembering that, but I, I kind of no. feel like that was a difference there. 2012 was right. It was, Oh, we got to play. We're winning baseball. Let's sell everything. Get rid of the farm, bring in more winning baseball. Yeah. And it was, this is like, this is liftoff. This, this is, this is what you've been waiting for. This is the countdown. All the hard work came to this. Now let's go. Yeah. This there's nothing. Loading, this is the loading the people into the rocket ship. We haven't even lifted off yet. Liftoff is coming. This is, yeah. the countdown. this is the excitement, the fuel checks, all that. Yeah. It's, that's a great point. Cause it also felt like 2012 was kind of like, go, go, go. A, a very lucky yes. where this feels like the combination the beginning of a combination of years of planning, right? Like yeah. This is years of Michael Elias messing with pitchers in the bullpen to fix Jorge Lopez and to find these other guys, find Jorge Mateo, like to find this team to draft Adley Rutschman. Um, that's the first thing, he had, uh, you know, Michael Elias did a draft Adley. So this feels like not just kind of random coming together of, of these random players, but like very specifically handpicked players coached up, developed for this moment. And uh-oh, it happened a year before Michael yeah. Elias that anyone thought, but this is the beginning of the combination of things that have been in the works for years. So not just random, oh, randomly, oh, we, we're good. No, 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 no. Like This was this was the plan. This is part of the plan. Right. The problem is, I don't, we, before the 2012 season and 2011 season, we were still there. We knew there was 14 years of losing. It was not like now where the beginning of the season, the whole off beginning of the off season, beginning of the baseball season, the story was how the Orioles are bad for baseball. The Orioles are a laughing stock to baseball. The yeah. Orioles are just suck and aren't even trying to win. And here we are, lowest payroll in baseball, one of the best teams in baseball. Yeah. Oh, and we were pushing back against that narrative, Josh, right? And saying, like, no, like like part I mean, you you're you're right, kind of, because you're not signing free agents. But look at what we're doing behind the scenes. We're we're international scouting. We're developing that that international that 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 uh, the 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 complex. Where we're we're changing the way we coach. We're bringing in analytics. We're 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 doing all these things that will pay dividends at the major league squad. And no one's talking about that. Everyone's just talking about we're not spending money on the major league roster. But wait a right. minute, we're investing all these resources in these other areas, and now we're starting to see the combination. I mean. Going back to the Austin Voth, because I think it's a good, a good example of it. Austin Voth got here and said, oh, they have so much more information and data for me than I had when I was at the Nationals, right? That's right. completely from where we were a few years ago. Right. That was Zach Britton went to New York and said, I so, didn't yeah, pull Right. And under Dan Duquette. This is, yeah. And so this is, yeah, this is not an accident that all yes. of a sudden pitchers are pitching better 
right? It's not, oh, we just, every pitcher is having their career year. Look how lucky we got. No, no, it's not that. It's, it's, it, Michael Elias has a type. He coaches them up. He gives them data. Um, and, and they, and they pitch better when we're, when we're with the Orioles. Right. And now I can't even begin to think about um, what's going to happen. When we actually get talented pitchers in here, <laughs> talented starters. We're not dealing with Voth and Watkins, but when we're dealing with, right. Um, actually, you know, Grace Rodriguez is now it's, it's Grace Rodriguez, DL Hall. And then, you know, we're going to sign a big name pitcher. Yeah. We've got to, I, I would have to imagine we have to sign one big name starter. Right. Yeah. And yeah. we'll look at that when we get closer to the point. Yeah, exactly. Or, or trade. Like I, I hold out the possibility that we have all these now because we've accumulated all these pieces. I, I, I would not be shocked if the big piece, the big arm we get back, a Pablo Lopez or whatever, is we get back via trade. I think that's also a possibility too. And I, and I do think that was part of what Michael Elias was looking at at the trade deadline was I think he was willing to trade some prospects for the right guy with long-term availability. Yeah. It wasn't, he wasn't playing for this year. But yeah. yeah, why not? He's looking at the next couple of years. Yeah. And those are a lot harder deals to make because the team is not motivated as much to, to trade those players. But I think that's another route that Thoris could go. And that, yeah. again, gives you the financial flexibility because a lot of those guys are cheaper than obviously free agent guys. Right. But man, um, off day to day, which I think is pr- probably p- pretty good. You get to rest about teams, they get the rest jar. I don't think it's the worst thing in the world. No, we got the weird trip to Boston for one game tomorrow. So in a tough stretch of baseball with the Rays. Yeah, and like no off days in there. Yeah, The Rays, Tampa, or I mean, yeah, the Blue Jays, then the Rays, then we got the Blue Jays again next week, right? Yep. Um, So a tough stretch. So to have a forced off day, I know it's not a real off day because the Orioles had to to all come into the stadium and prepare like they're going to play. But I'm sure there were also a little bit of, hey, let's just relax and hang out in the clubhouse because we all know we're, we have to be here, but we really don't think the game's going to happen. Yeah. Similar to I saw lots of Oriole fans who had tickets for tonight's game didn't drive over to the stadium because they said, hey, if the game starts playing, I'll go and I'll make it there by the third inning. Yeah. Yeah, the Orioles got some funky schedules going up because we got that game against Boston, which just is one game at Boston. Yeah. That's a makeup from the very beginning of the season. I remember the, 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 the delay at the beginning of the season. Right. Remember the season started like a week late. Yeah. I'm, I recall so they, yeah. well, they had some weird ways that they added those squeeze those games in. So we're home. We go to one game to Boston. Yes. We go away to Tampa. Josh, you going to that Tampa series. I'm going Friday, Saturday, and probably Sunday, the way the birds are playing. Nice. Yeah. And then we're going to Toronto. So we're going all the way South, all the way North. And then we're coming back home for a one game. Oh, it's more, it's, it's a longer series, but there is our first game is just a one game series against the Cubs. So back to back Thursdays yeah, was just a one weird. game series, which the Cubs is a makeup game. I believe from a game that was rained out against yeah, the Cubs. Right you remember, we, yeah. we swept them already in a one we game. We swept series. them with the one game series. Yeah. 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 So yeah, that was already the, a weird two game series. Yeah. Right. And this Boston one game series is because if you look the next time we're in Boston, it's a four game series and there's no way they wanted to make that a five game series. Yeah. So we have this one weird one game. Yeah. I also, Josh, did you look at potential wild card matchup dates? 
Did so, you look at the dates? Yeah. Uh, did you look at, yeah. did you go on well, southwest.com yet, Josh? No, because one of the probabilities is Tampa, that we go to Tampa and I drive across the state. Okay, fair, fair enough. Um, See, I but, was assuming home games. But, I was assuming but, we get our first wildcard spot. That's what I'm assuming. Three games, wildcard game. If it goes to game three, that's a Sunday game and is very interesting in Birdland. Did you see that much? Or am I ahead of you here? No, I saw we lined up against the, the Cincinnati football team. Where no, uh, the Ravens uh, are playing Cincinnati yeah, at home. Sunday night game. Yeah. Yeah, so it lines up about a big game in, in M&T and a big game at uh, Camden Yards. Yeah. You could hit both of them, go one and then go the other. I don't know how you handle that. I don't know how the city of Baltimore handles that. But what do you mean? what's the handle? Like where the the Orioles can kick the NFL game out of the city. They got to figure it out. Well, I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's get there first. Exactly. But I do appreciate that but, it's a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or at least t- yeah. it, it probably will be. I mean, uh, I guess there could be some tiebreakers that mess up the schedule, but right, it looks I like wanna, it could be a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, which is great. I feel like you can travel right. anywhere on a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. I didn't want to have this discussion yet okay. because we've got a long ways to go. Yeah. I, I didn't mark it on my calendar, Josh. I just looked at the calendar. I didn't right. type anything in it. I at just looked point, at it. Though, all right, let's let's go there because right now we control our destiny. We're in the wild cards spot. Right. So it's up to us. We fifty percent chance, according to yeah. baseballreference.com. You will always call consider us as the team. Right. So the question is, do you and I is twenty twenty two the year early? Is it worth you and I flying home for a wild card game? Over the weekend, I would absolutely it's, do that. It's not one and done. You'll be there? If yeah. you're there, I'm there. No, I'm there. All right, then we're there. Yeah. The then problem, yeah. Like I now, said, financially, I'm not ready for a whole playoff run. So it's going to be interesting if we make it past the wild cards. Yeah. I'm not ready to start thinking about that. Right. No, I agree. We'll be there. And I think it's a, I think wild card weekend means we're anywhere. Wherever that series is, we can go. Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> Where would you not fly to? Well, I, I, I don't know. Driving. I, I don't know if I'd fly to Yankee State. Well, I mean, it's not going to be Yankees because right. I'm, I'm not sure if I'll fly to Boston. I'm not. Cleveland? I'm not going to spend three hundred dollars for a for a ticket in Minnesota. I don't think I Cleveland? will. I don't know. I would have to see what the ticket prices are. Cleveland, Minnesota. Because I feel like we can get tickets at Camden Yards. We can get tickets there. Fine. Yeah. You know it's what? going to be trickier it, to get tickets at a away game. If it was a way wild card series, I'd probably wait until hey, win these games and come back to Camden Yards, and I'll go to the next round. If it's at Tampa, Tampa I, can, I, can, I can walk up to to the stadium and buy a ticket. So I go yeah. to Tampa. Had that, had that conversation with Dad today. I said, hey, if it's if it's in Tampa, no problem. We can get tickets. Yeah, not concerned at all. Yeah, Chicago. Maybe I can get the wife involved. Wife loves to go to Chicago, get and may, and may make it a family thing. Yeah, now, not see, the game, I, but the Chicago. I, I right, and yeah, and there's a certain depth in the playoffs where the credit cards just come out, and it doesn't matter what the price tag is. Well, I'm always I'm I'm a home guy though. Like I no, I, feel, I, no I mean home. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean yeah. World Series at home. Yeah. <laughs> Max out those credit cards. Yeah. There's never been a World Series in Camden Yards. No, no, yeah, no, I'm not. I will be so thrilled and financially devastated for a World Series right now. Because you're right, it's not just the games. You, you got to get the jersey with the special. I've never owned a real Major League jersey in my life. 
I would have to get a real Major League jersey. That's all this stupid stuff. I would spend thousands of dollars j- just on gear most, and all this paraphernalia. It's, it'd be, yeah. Yeah, I've never had a real NFL jersey until the Ravens went to the Super Bowl. Oh, ab- absolutely. 150 bucks? Okay, give me that. Ab- absolutely. It's absolutely true. Uh, my wife has no idea what's coming if the Orioles make, make the playoffs. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but we'll get we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Right. Good oh, thing we man. have this podcast to to make us money so we can afford all this stuff. Oh, we're working on it. Yeah. Uh, which does remind me, as podcast listeners, we'll talk about the new shirts and stuff that are going up in a moment when we close out the show. But I will say right now, our um minute media, when you listen to the podcast and you hear that minute media thing before the podcast, right, which is really part of fan sided network. It's why if you go to a fan sided website which for the orioles is uh bird watcher mm-hmm. you will see section 336 any article any article you click on about the orioles over there you will see section 336 right there for you to play it's because we're part of the fan side of network and they're moving hosting stuff around on us this week so next week's episode if you don't see it make sure you check your subscription to make sure it should all translate normal and fine but i'm giving you a warning now just in case. The Orioles are getting excited. We're not going anywhere. Uh, Scotty just asked about the PS5s. We will get onto that. Oh, I yeah. I, I, know it's, I know it's been an hour, Matt. Big We're an hour break. in, Josh. I, need, I, need, I do need a PlayStation update, though, before we go. And I... Uh, all right. So, where do I go? Oh. Because Scotty's right. This, is, this could be a win-win. If you can yeah. kind of resolve no. your PlayStation situation... It could resolve yeah. also our problem with having no money for yeah, playoff exactly. tickets. It could be exactly. a win-win. I here's the thing. I didn't plan on going live tonight. So there could be some consequences from me uh talking about this now. But uh, I don't okay. care. I'm gonna go for it anyway. Okay. Never because has stopped in the past. It's a big update, exactly. Yeah. I mean he's, I, I, really I think he's anymore. contacted you live show before, but okay. It's been 17, 18 months of me waiting, so I don't care. Yeah. He's uh, here's the news. Yeah, I have a PlayStation Five. You got one. I got one on Saturday morning. From your contact or no? I got one because a brand new Costco opened up across the street and they had a buttload of them. Uh-oh. So I walked. I went over there and bought new ones. But that's not the breaking news. That's yeah. fine. I got a PS Five. It's great. I love good. it. Good. Um, we can play uh, the show now together. Sounds yeah. good. Here's the breaking news. How I found out that Costco got those. I found out because in my old neighborhood, someone posted on the Facebook group a picture of the PlayStation palette at Costco and tagged three other people saying, you, you, and you. Uh, Just a heads up, Costco has plenty of PlayStation 5s. You don't have to wait for the neighborhood scammer. This post was then screenshotted to me and texted to me because I'm not in that group. I then find out. Someone else texted you from the neighborhood who knew yeah, about your situation. Who knew about my situation. Saying, hey, listen, you're not alone. There's a support group. Right, yeah. right. Well, and so he and I were talking because he got scammed too. I didn't realize that he got scammed too. He got scammed for lesser money than me. Oh. It's, did, then, does the scammer text every day to this guy too? He must send a lot uh, of text messages to yeah, all these guys. Exactly. Anyway. I want to see his phone records. Yeah. Anyway. Um, I'm anyway, sorry. Is he calling you right now while we're talking? No, I was trying to get the latest numbers. Oh, okay. okay. Anyway, 
this expands and people start talking. And then suddenly I get invited to a Facebook group and the Facebook <gasps> group is called so-and-so scammed me. Get out. <laughs> I'm serious. And it is a it's this guy. It is now 18 people deep, <gasps> all posting about how this same guy scammed them for pallets. So I'm just going to pull this. Oh, so. Um, wow. Wow. Yeah, wow. Wow. I think I had a big update. I really hope he's not watching um, because he still tells me that he's going to get me the systems and the money tomorrow and that he's not scamming me. Yeah. But he told me it every day for 18 months. And he want to give you the money back. So. And that part so, sounds like a scam. You want to get the money back. But right. yeah. So here's some of the posts. Uh, promised to sell me PS5s. Took 600 from me. Um, oh, promised to get me an Xbox. Took 500 from me. Oh, he does Xboxes too. $2,000 for some PS5s. $500 for some AirPods. How, many, how, much, how long does this go back for? Huh? Like, like, when was the first, when was this group created? Like, has this been going on oh, for years? No, no, this week, all this blew up. Oh, this suddenly, week. Because of this one post among two people, Everyone in the neighborhood started talking and saying, hey, he got me too. He got me too. And now this group came. And I'm looking at the names, and there's all these people I know that all live in his neighborhood. Money for AirPods, GPUs, a generator that he was supposed to have installed in a guy's house. Laptops. It's crazy. It's a whole group about how this guy scammed it. It's 18 people deep, and it's all people that live in his neighborhood. I don't live in his neighborhood anymore because of the divorce. But everybody right. else in that place does. So the That's update true. is, I'm not alone. He's been scamming other people, and it's thousands of dollars, and they're all getting together. One of the guys on this group. You guys got an action plan? Well, I don't want to give away any action plan because he could be listening. So, so don't give away any, any details. It doesn't matter. If the guy's watching live, he now knows about the group because right. the group is a secret. Right. Um, but I don't care. <laughs> it's, it's too good. Um, and I'm probably gonna have to avoid his calls if he was watching this live. Well, but I think I think the scammer should recognize a scammer. Yeah, he should be confronted for this. The scammer has a lot of pissed off people. Yeah, and the guy who headed up the group got his money back, but it took a little over a year to get the money back, and he's still pissed. So he's happened to gather and all these people together. Yeah, the guy who got it. So this guy texted the scammer's wife and said, "Tell your husband." to pay Josh his money and said the amount. And so the scammer calls me today and goes, did you call my wife? And I said, no. She he goes, why is my wife saying that I need to owe you, owe you this amount of money? And I said, well, you do. He said, but how's my wife find out? I've been hiding this from her. Mm. I said, I said, hey. I, the wife doesn't listen to the podcast. I'm just finding out that you're saying that there's a whole bunch of people scammed. I just want this over between you and I. Just give me the money, whatever, or the systems. I don't care. He's promising me the systems are going to be here at 9 a.m. tomorrow. I don't care. It's a whole mess. And yeah. I am just amazed that I am not alone. That there's yeah. 18 people that live in his neighborhood yeah. that he has done this to. Well, it's weird to do it to people, too, that you live right next to and so many people. Oh, yeah, like yeah. Over what? a few hundred bucks. You want to want to make enemies of every neighbor. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> What's right. the end game here? No. And it's and he's been hiding it all from his spouse. He, it's... In, it's I like on one hand I feel sorry for him. On the other hand, I don't at all. And it's a complete embarrassment. And it's, it's like 
it's like a how, how scheme, but there's no trickle down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, so, so the big news is is this group, and that it's not just me. Um, yeah, that's amazing. Wow. So, I, I got a PS5. If anyone wants to play, I got it. I've been playing. Um, I've been playing the Call of Duty and the baseball game. Okay. So, Call of Duty was playing as that stupid game oh. with this. What's it called? Uh, Free Fall or no Fall Guy? Fall Guy is Fall Guy on there? Uh, yeah. the kids are like that. The kids have been playing some game. Flat humans fall flat. That's another mm-hmm. silly game like that. Um, but Madden, I think, comes out next week. So then you and I can get some playtime. All right. Not that we care about football because it's baseball season and yeah, we got baseball. All, we got playoff caliber baseball in Baltimore. Yeah. But so, again, that, until the show updates recognize how good the Orioles are, specifically their bullpen. I'm not playing. <laughs> you're, you're boycotting. Well, I'm boycotting playing with the Orioles. I uh, I need to figure out how to get my franchise moved from the PS4 to the PS5 mm-hmm. because I played a lot of the PS4 and I really don't want to start my franchise over. No, you don't want to start that franchise. So I'm start. trying to figure yeah. that out before I get back into the show deep. Yeah. But that's the PlayStation update. All right. That um, was worth the wait. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I hope you stuck around for the hour episode just to get to that. Yeah. But uh, a whole bunch of shirts over on section336.com. So go over there, new shirts. Um, not sure if you noticed, there's a bunch of people, Matt, making Felix uh, uh, is coming shirts. I, I assume they are. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. they are. Yeah. I, yeah, there's some big players making them. Okay. I, I think they're all doing something wrong. So we're going to have one out this weekend. Okay. Taking a little bit more time, but we're going to do it right. They're all focused a little too much. Okay. No, we're going ours is gonna be a little different and better. Right. I look so forward to seeing you're it. looking at a is coming shirt. But go on over there. I love these new shirts that came, that we just put out, our logo shirts. So make sure you go on over and get those. And I got it's our now our new business card is on the shirts. Not sure if you can see that on the card, but I'm loving that print. And uh also if you're out over in uh Tropicana Field this weekend, find me, tweet me. Message us on Facebook, whatever, and uh, come hang out. I'll be there Friday, Saturday, Sunday. All right. Sounds good. And this is this whole podcast has been so positive and upbeat. I'm not going to even mention the, the two-star review we got that makes me so angry. Hold on. Did we I'm, get I'm, a two-star review? <laughs> yeah. He said, uh, old boy said, he said, um, header, turn off your ringer. This is, I'm sure this is me. Turn off your ringer. You guys do a great job. But put your phone on silent when you record, for goodness sakes. Oh, no. I know what it is. I know what it is. It's my stupid computer. And I, if I do uh, not put it on Do Not Disturb, dad decides. Our dad texts us during every podcast. Well, if you're he, he's watching the game. Yeah. So I don't know where you got that review. Oh, there it is on Friday. Yeah. You guys do a great job, but put your phone on silent but, while you record, for goodness sake. What I'm saying, though, if we do a great job, and even if the phone or the computer, Josh's computer annoys you a little bit, that's to me, that's a four-star situation. That's right. a total four-star situation. I don't think that's a two-star situation no. when you love the show, but there's a little annoying sound every now and then. Hey, if you notice, I don't think there were any chimes and noises during this uh, episode. So maybe you can go back and change your review. Yeah. Increase the stars. Yeah, just give four, maybe. Don't make fun of us for the... For the- yeah. You guys don't know how to give stars. Can I say right. that? Some people have no idea how to do the stars. Oh, now because you gave two stars, we need five people to go give us five stars to balance out. Yeah, you stars. threw over a whole algorithm. It's Thanks, all, yeah. dude. There's, because of a couple beeps. Right. There's a reason when you search Baltimore Orioles, you get the official podcast, Masson, and then you get Section 336. 
It's yeah. because of those stars. The yeah. Miss Q star might have bumped one of these other crappy shows ahead of us. Yeah. So, so thank you, dude. <laughs> but yeah, thank you. Check out this. Go to the podcast. Uh, go to section336.com. You can be a Patreon. You can buy some shirts. And you can uh, definitely go write us reviews on iTunes and get rid of this two-star guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and you can follow us for all our updates on shirts and when we're going live and stuff on our Twitter handle at section336show where yeah. they continue to throw some um, questions out there to interact with. And you can also follow me on Twitter. Who are they? <laughs> Those people. Whoever does that. I don't know who does that. Whoever is throwing on my Twitter account hey, questions hey, out. Are you still, you still playing on TikTok? Yeah. All right. I want. I think we should get the 336 TikTok going. Okay. I think maybe I'll try to TikTok from Tampa this weekend. Okay. Um, I don't think I do TikTok right. I put like a bunch of videos in the hopper and then just put them out sporadically when I feel like it. So I have like 10 videos on my phone now that I got to put on TikTok. They're not Orioles related. No, they're just personal. The Orioles related ones would be more timely. Yeah. All right. I'll do some more stuff too. We got to figure that out. All right. All right, boys and girls. It's been good times here in Birdland. Good times. I can't yeah. wait to see what percentage the playoff is next time we talk next week, uh, Josh. You know what? There's been a whole lot of comments during the show. I didn't have the comments up. I'm sorry. I'll get to you. I might sure it's up on the next live show. Yeah. All right. You can follow me on Twitter at Section336. You can follow Josh on Twitter. At Josh Roca. Thanks for listening, boys and girls. And as always, go O's. Progressive presents Adjusting to the Suburbs. It never dawned on me how much walking I used to do until I bought a house in the suburbs. Like when I'd say, I'm going for coffee, of course I was walking. But now it's like three miles and no latte's worth that. I find myself inviting people on walks with me like it's a scheduled activity. This morning my neighbor asked me what I'm doing and I actually said, I'm going for a walk with Nancy. Anyway, when you save with Progressive by bundling your home and auto, that's the easy part of adjusting to the suburbs. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company coverage provided in service by affiliates and third-party insurers. This week at Macy's, find Valentine's Day gifts for all your loves, like fragrance gift sets they'll adore. Plus, take an extra 15% off with your coupon or Macy's card. On top of beautiful jewelry finds, now 35 to 70% off. And 25% off decadent chocolate from Godiva. Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift card services and fees. More at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only, right? Nope. 
It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial.